All right, welcome back, everybody. Episode number 19 of the Good Old Hockey Podcast. Uh, Sean with Galley here. We are going to be getting into some fun stuff today. Um, you know, I wouldn't say, Galley, that it's been super crazy this week, just in terms of news. I feel like we've been pretty blessed the past couple months with crazy stuff, but there's still some good stuff coming ahead of just what we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, Galley, how was your week? How was your weekend? All that stuff. Dude, weekend was pretty good. Pretty, pretty lax. I did a beer pong tournament at Cactus on Saturday. Ooh. And uh, my teammate, his name is Mikey. He's a fucking, he's a homie. He's he's a scrapper, though. I'll tell you that. Um, and we we swept the tournament all the way up to the finals. And it was double Elim. And Ooh. we ended up losing two in a row. All right. We choked super fucking hard. Ended up losing the uh the finals but yeah. mikey decided to first of all there's the most shit talk i've ever seen out of any beer pong game <laughs> yeah like the whole the whole tournament and yeah. yeah mikey mikey took things in his own hands and basically tried to fight the whole bar <laughs> oh no way <laughs> so that was that was pretty funny but yeah besides that man uh watched a lot of fucking hockey I didn't have a hockey game, uh, no beer league game this this week. I think we do have one this weekend, upcoming. But yeah, watched so much hockey. My seven leg parlay, if anyone was following that, absolutely did miserable. Yeah. Like I think I I think I went two for seven. So yeah. you know what? Better luck next time. Yeah. We're gonna get a parlay this season. We're gonna get a parlay. Oh, yeah. All right, we will get a parlay that will hit before the end of the season. Mark, I'm okay. manifesting it right now. So I think we need to stick to like three legs or four legs i think seven it, is. <laughs> That's dude, I, was just, I, I felt ambitious the morning in the morning yeah. honestly i was like i was like dude there's a bunch of hockey on on mm-hmm. president's day i got the day off from work like yeah. i'm gonna fuck around yeah. and try to hit a seven leg parlay like i would I put ten dollars to win like 533 so ended up not panning out but hey you know it was tough it's i think weird. i lost on the first game with the sabers money line yeah, but. I saw the Sharks go 4-0, which was pretty early on in the day. Um, and I saw you had five and a half over. And <laughs> yeah. it's a, I would, I mean, I would guess that playing the Sharks. But <clears throat> once I saw that was 4-0, the score, I was like, oh, shit. Not a good start. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, Yeah, how was your weekend, man? Saturday, I went to um, this brewery downtown called Mad Swede Brew, Brew Hall. They mm-hmm. do open mic stand up late at night it started like 11 and oh my god like i don't know have you ever been to like a, just an open mic thing where it's not yeah. professional okay yeah some uh i mean respect to anyone that goes up there and do that i would love to be able to do that um <laughs> i want to someday but wow like it was it was hard to watch sometimes and just like really yeah i was given some pity laughs there were there were funny people there don't get me wrong um yeah but you can just tell like, you know, some of the jokes just don't, it's, it's especially hard because there was probably 12 people in that room. Um, and it's really hard to make every single person laugh, especially 12 people. Uh, if it's a whole room, like you can get 50% of the room laughing and it sounds like everyone's laughing. Like if you're in an arena, but shit, like it, it was kind of awkward, but honestly I had a good time. <laughs> I feel like I just kept drinking more beer to like get over the awkwardness and like uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, that was my highlight of the weekend. Uh, Sunday, 
I do Sunday. <clears throat> Honestly, I kind of chilled Sunday. Uh, no football to watch. Nothing. There's some hockey on. Oh, that's what I did. I watched the stadium series on Sunday. Um, saw my parents too. Um, and then, yeah, Monday, yesterday didn't really. I had to work for a little bit yesterday. Um, I don't get the, the whole day off, but <clears throat> I went in a little bit later and just worked for a couple hours. But now I'm ready. Um, I feel like we had a good week of hockey, uh, especially the stadium series. That's always fun to watch. Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially because it's I don't know, it's nothing like. <clears throat> not that I wouldn't watch an Islanders Rangers game, but I'm gonna watch a stadium series over yeah anything else. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job with it. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the stadium series are kind of not the best. I feel like I feel like yeah. the NHL really tries to push markets where it's not as popular in the yeah. past years with the stadium series. I think the Winter Classic and Heritage Classics are in. <laughs> good locations in terms of like hockey markets Mm -hmm. but um not saying like i mean new york city and the east coast is super crazy for hockey so i think that that went really well i mean it was sweet to see like a sold out metlife stadium and um you know both the devils and the isles and the or sorry the devils and the uh philly Philly Flyers and then the the Islanders and the Rangers. I thought the Islanders and Rangers game was a fucking barn burner, dude. Like for yeah. that to be that close going into the third period and then overtime winner by Panarin was was pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Um, I had a pretty sick prop building uh prop builder parlay for that game too. Oh, did you? Which what I I didn't post. It was oh. it was like a four or five leg uh prop, but um. Panarin was a it was an anytime goal scorer. I think it was o- over half a point for Adam Fox. But those are those are fun because I could I just sprinkle a little few dollars yeah. on them and yeah. you know it's it's a good time to watch the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it always adds a little bit of <clears throat> more fun to kind of have that stuff in there. But yeah, um, well, let's jump into the stadium series thing. Then we can bounce around uh, what we have to talk about today. But yeah, we're getting into it. Yeah, I thought the stadium series was done really well. <clears throat> Um, I liked all the intro stuff, especially on Sunday with like Tommy DeVito, the New York Giants kind of playing on that, like, oh, New York, New Jersey kind of thing. Um, And of course, having a lot of those football players there, I thought was cool. Saquon Barkley was even there and he was like, oh, this hockey stuff's awesome, Um, which I think is always cool to see. You know, these I mean, hockey's not a super popular sport as much as we like to think it is. Yeah. Uh, Out of the four, I'd say it's the least popular or at least. Oh, yeah following i know a lot of people like it but it's always cool to see a new audience kind of get to see the sport that we love and they're also loving it um but yeah i saw a lot of the fits i think are hilarious that they have been doing this i don't know how long they've been doing this but it seems like more recently people are kind of stepping up their game except for the fucking islanders which is hilarious but at the same time like fuck you guys you guys really just walked in the most boring ass team and you guys walk in with boring ass outfits like how fitting is that (laughs) first off uh, I thought the Devil Sopranos one was amazing, uh, being from New Jersey. Uh, which one is your favorite? Dude, I'd probably have to go with the Rocky Fits. I thought that was just hilarious, on point for Philly, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Like, just the sweats and just looking like Rocky, all of them was, was yeah. kind of hilarious. And to also go off of that, too, like I feel like we haven't even discussed this, but like when the Heritage Classic went down in October... The Oilers dressed up as, yep. you know, some roughnecks on the on an oil rig, and then the yeah. Flames dressed up in fucking overalls. <laughs> like, yeah, what overalls the fuck? Right. So, yeah. 
No, I'm I'm liking they're doing the the intros now. I yeah. think these intros are gonna stick with every every outdoor game, every special game. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I th- I, I do think the Rocky fits were were the the winner for me, but I, I did like yeah. the Sopranos fits too. Those were creative. Yeah. I think uh, who else? the Winter Classic they did that too. The Knights were Elvis, and then mm-hmm. the Kraken were Fishermen. So yeah, I yeah. like it. I hope they keep doing it. I think they will. Yeah. What um, was your favorite but- out of these ones? I like the Sopranos one. That's my favorite TV show, so I had to go with it. Okay. Blasted it on my story. Um, but yeah, I thought both the games were pretty awesome. I didn't really watch the Philadelphia, New Jersey one too much. Uh, I believe that was Saturday night and I was out at the comedy show thing. Uh, did you watch that game? No, I actually did not. I did watch the the Rangers Isles one that I was okay. fucking excellent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't end up catching the Devils Devils Flyers one. Um yeah. Shame on us, but uh, I, know, I, thought, I mean, yeah, yeah, two hockey podcast guys not watching the first winter classic game, but I feel like the Sunday one was a lot more exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of the first things I love to see out of that was uh, Matt Remp, his first NHL career game. It's the first time a player has made a career debut or NHL debut uh, <clears throat> in an outdoor game. Mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. And then his first second of his first shift, he gets in a fight. Like how that's so awesome. Like, yeah. How many players get to say, well, no one that they get to start their NHL career in a stadium series game, but then also yeah, getting to so fight sweet. in front of 70,000 people there. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, fucking, that's, that's so badass. I, yeah. I did catch that. I didn't, I didn't understand that it was uh Remp was those, you know, his first, yeah first game though that's fucking yep. badass dude yeah. i mean that's like that's that's more people than like most professional fights oh, fight yeah. in front of so like yeah. that's no, kind of true. like it's a record-breaking like, fight it's <laughs> pretty fucking sick dude not gonna yeah. lie no it was um yeah i'd say <clears throat> i mean another thing islanders classic choke job uh i mean i thought it was a <laughs> good game overall what was your thoughts like on all that i mean i thought it was a good game throughout because I mean, they didn't blow too bad of a lead. Did they? No, they well, they're up two with five minutes left and Rangers scored two goals in five minutes. So. Yeah. I just feel like with the Islanders they're. I mean, I felt like it was a good game throughout the whole game. And then yeah, coming down to it, I just feel like the Rangers really showed their offensive power. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just came together for them. I mean, I feel like that happens a lot in hockey, you know, especially a two goal lead. But um, I mean, that just shows like you cannot step off the pedal. I mean, you step off the pedal for five minutes in the NHL, like you get fucked over. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of an example of what's what's happened there. But I've been seeing it in a lot of games, like a lot of games, there's been two, three goal leads blown. And then, you know, a team with momentum ends up winning the game. So um, yeah. I really like that in the sport of hockey, but I think it's even you know, it's sweet to see that in, in a venue like the outdoor games, um, just because I feel like some of the outdoor games, a lot of the times they can be slower paced um, just because, you know, it's a different ice surface than an indoor yeah. rink. Um, you know, sometimes the conditions come into play, whether that's sun, snow, rain, all sorts of shit. So I do feel like that usually hampers the scoring. But for there to be like a 6-5 six, six, game and then a 6-3 game, I think that's yeah. that's awesome. Like, I feel like that's what people come to those games for. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, going to one of those games, I've never been to one. I think it would be sweet to go to one, but I feel like it's just, like, you don't have as good of a view from, like, a football stadium. I feel like yeah. a baseball stadium, like, 
100%, but I mean, I don't know. What's yeah. what's your take on that? Do you think you, you get a good view so, at an or, outdoor I, game? Uh, I went to the Sharks-Kings one back in 2014 at Levi Stadium. Yeah. And yeah, like the seats, like we... Like we had, I think it was the first bowl that we had tickets at. So it was like, you know, lower section, but with the boards and like how that's played, I feel like it would have been better mm-hmm. to sit up high. Um, and yeah, I think baseball stadiums probably have a little bit better, but I mean, it is tough because a baseball field is, it's just like not like, you know, a football is square, right? You can put the hockey, the arena or the rink right in the middle of the field but with baseball it's like where do you really put it and i think they usually try to put it in the middle too um but those like lower those lower level uh seats when you're especially at a football arena or stadium it's tough to see like you can't really see what's going on at certain points where it's like i, I had friends that were in like the front row spoiled brats, brats but they um were in like the front row and i i remember like seeing photos and i'm like Honestly, like I'd rather not even be there because you can't, you can't see anything when you're down low. Now, if you're up high, yeah. I think it's a good, it's a good spot. Um, but I still feel like it's like such a cool experience. I mean, you yeah, know, I, I feel like was. the tailgating aspect of yeah, you know yeah. football stadiums is awesome, and I'm sure yeah. there are some absolute savage tailgates yeah. at the, mm-hmm. um, you know, both of the games, especially the Islanders Rangers one. I just oh. feel like the battle battle of New York or I don't shit. I don't know if that's exactly what it's called, but yeah. I'm going to call it the battle of New York. You know, I feel like that is such a good rivalry um, just because, I mean, there's not really another city that has two teams in it. I mean, LA, you could kind of make an argument yeah. for it yeah. with the, with the ducks and Kings, but um, yeah, you there's know, nothing the range. In- I mean, Long Island's not that far away from Manhattan, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I feel no, like some true. some people might come at me for that for saying yeah. that. But. <laughs> yeah, they might. Um, yeah. I mean, I think uh, honestly, I mean that that East Coast like rivalry is so it's just so much like even New York and Boston like they have a rivalry. New York and the Devils have a rivalry because they're across the river from each other. And yeah, yeah. The Islanders and the Rangers have one because they're in the same state. Um, but even like Philadelphia, like that's still a pretty close battle. Uh, Penguins and 100%. Flyers, like they all have a pretty relatively big rivalry. Um, but then you look out west, I, mean, I guess Vancouver and Seattle is like the closest one. Yeah, uh, Edmonton, Edmonton, Calgary is pretty yeah, close. That one too. Yeah, uh, Anaheim and LA, yeah, those are close too. But I don't think they have as much history as those okay edmonton and calgary have a lot of history but compared to out east like I oh yeah 100 percent. and like and the longevity of the, yeah the longevity of those teams though i mean you yeah. got to think i mean the bruins rangers are original six teams mm-hmm. islanders are expansion team yeah. same with the flyers i mean those teams have been around for at least like 60 years plus yeah so i feel like that that definitely uh you know, affects the rivalries, but no, I feel like the NHL did a solid job with just like the stadium series this time around. Yeah. I'd hopefully like, I hope they continue doing this stuff because it, it is cool for fans and I feel like maybe not the best to go to, but I feel like just the atmosphere is, is yeah. awesome to go to. But I mean, my question is the next one is announced for Ohio state stadium, the Ohio mm-hmm. stadium, which yeah. I did look up. The record attendance is 110,000. Um, so that is one thing to keep in mind because the yeah. record breaking for a hockey game was 110,000 in Michigan. So my question is, 
is it going to even sell out? Because the Blue Jackets don't even have that big of a fan base. Yeah. Some people might come at me for that, but I'm yeah. talking to sell out a hundred thousand people plus in a stadium. That's you know that's no yeah. small feat. And no. if you're comparing a hockey market from Michigan to Ohio, I think yeah. that's a pretty big difference. You know. So Boston, I don't know. What's Detroit your take? Do you Red think? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I think compare yeah comparing the Detroit Red Wings to the Columbus Blue Jackets in terms of fans like yeah, hundred percent they could sell out <clears throat> Michigan's the Big House or whatever it's called, um, mm-hmm. but man the Blue Jackets who are they playing? Do you know? I, I don't know off the top of my head. I feel like it'd be the Blue Jackets and Penguins. I feel like those are the two biggest teams. If they um, have in terms of popularity, Blue uh, was it Stadium Series twenty twenty five? Yeah, five. Which also Winter Classic in Chicago with Bedard will be cool. Um, oh, it was right there. Yeah, the the, oh. the wings are gonna face the the Blue Jackets. Yeah. See, okay. I think playing the Red Wings is a good choice because you're gonna get people from. I mean, Detroit and Columbus are not very far apart, if I remember correctly. No. I went there as a kid. Not at all. A few years and, or a few hours apart. Sorry. Yeah, and a lot of my fr- family that is in Ohio or Columbus area they were more Red Wing fans out there. I mean, a lot of their family's from Detroit, so that's why too. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think if since they're playing the Red Wings, I think there's a chance it'll be sold out. If they were playing the Penguins, I don't know. Um, yeah. I feel I, like I also Ohio State and Michigan, that rivalry is going to be, yeah. you know, I feel like that's going to get oh, a lot shit. of fans there. Think of that, not, yeah. not to say, I feel like, they need to have Ohio State versus Michigan when it comes to like a hockey game because I mean both those teams are in the oh Big God, Ten yeah. for for hot well, for you know NCAA hockey and I feel like that would be such a killer game like yeah. the big game in yeah. Ohio Stadium would be fucking badass. Um, I think they could especially. I mean, I don't... No, go ahead. Especially because it's you know they're doing Columbus versus Detroit already. Like, why not yeah. throw those two teams in there too? Yeah, I think honestly, like if you were to. So say that game is on Saturday or Sunday, that stadium series game, they could, I mean, not easily, but they could put together a game between Michigan and Ohio state. I think you could possibly get that first bowl sold out just with those college hockey fans. I mean, that's a, that's a lot to ask for. Um, But if you have that big of a spectacle, especially those are two division one teams, it's not like club hockey. And we saw that last year. um, I think it was in Carolina when they did the stadium series. No, and they've they've say, done D one yeah. teams outdoors before. They've done it. Yeah. They've done it plenty of times, and it, it sells really well. But especially with Ohio State versus yeah. Michigan rivalry, I mean, I feel like people are going to come out who have never watched a hockey game. So yeah, um, it's a special you know, I feel like I'm bagging a little bit on the Ohio Stadium. I personally didn't think it would sell out, but um, I think my mind's changed a little bit. I think that yeah. there's definitely potential it could sell out. Um, it's not as much of a lock as, say, Michigan Stadium. No. Um, but also, no. we'll see how good the Blue Jackets are doing because their true. fan base is pissed about yeah. um, what's going on. I, there's some not happy campers with the Blue Jackets because, yeah. I mean, going into the season, they're, I mean, I feel like a lot of people looked at them like yeah, at like least a playoff yeah, lock, yeah. you know? I wouldn't say like a contender or anything, but like, no. I don't think you would say they are going to miss the playoffs, but holy shit abysmal season <laughs> so. yeah no they've had it rough i mean last year 
I did think they kind of just had an off year. We're able to get Adam Fantilli. I mean, he's obviously hurt right now. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see um, how that goes. I think I don't think it will break Michigan's record for most people in an outdoor game. But I, I don't know if it'll sell out exactly. They might like say it's a sellout. Yeah. But I don't I don't think it'll <clears throat> beat that record of what Michigan did. Yeah. Well, I would be surprised if it does. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I think it's sweet that NHL is continuing with the stadium series like they are. Winter Classic, Heritage Classic. I love if they did some sort of international or like even like an off-site game, not in a stadium. Mm-hmm. But that kind of brings up the question for me, like what are some venues you'd like to see for an outdoor game? Ooh. Um, this just came right to my head. I don't think this is possible at all, but the great mall of America in Minnesota would be kind of sick. I don't know how the hell they'd even set that up, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. Um, I know you put Lambeau field on here. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people have just been saying that just because it's such a historical stadium, but also green Bay and Wisconsin, Wisconsin's huge hockey. So I feel like you could have, you could probably have Minnesota versus Chicago or, Minnesota versus the wild, something like that. I'd also like to see like with the stadium series, like they don't just do one game. Like they should do like a few games, you know, two, two to three games, kind of like they did this past one. I I agree. Um, But yeah, I think Lambeau would be sick. I know when they did one at Lake Tahoe, there was a lot of talk Mm. of them doing one at Lake Louise, um, Mm. which is a lake up in Alberta that, which is absolutely gorgeous. One of the most beautiful lakes in North America. Instagram. No, no, that that one, that's some lake in Montana I was playing outdoor okay. at. But, oh, okay. Um, I thought that was the one. Yeah. I know it's the one you're talking about, though, yeah. Yeah, the, it would be sweet if they did the Battle of Alberta at Lake Louise, especially if it was, I mean, I don't know if it would be on the side of a lake, on the lake, who knows. It would be fucking sweet, and yeah. I just think that that would be something that would be the most one of the most yeah. legendary Battle of Albertas um, yeah, before it's even would. played. Yeah. Um, I've seen some other crazy ones, too. Um, I, I mean, I know they've done basketball games on aircraft carriers. I feel like that would be Ooh. something really sick if they did an aircraft yeah. carrier game. Um, I don't know. That would be wacky, just like if there was any sort of waves or anything. But I do yeah, think I that would be sweet. Yeah. Um, I've seen the Grand Canyon get thrown out there, too. So uh, I don't know how it would. You have to do it at night because I guess it gets pretty cold at night there. Correct. But, yeah, they'd have to do it at night, and that's that's a whole argument behind it. But that would yeah. be just so. Would you do it picturesque. in the Grand Canyon? <laughs> would you do it in the Grand Canyon? Would you do it on top, like looking out? I feel like you'd have to do it inside. Yeah. In the no, dude, I feel like you got to do it looking out. Yeah. Going into the Grand Canyon and sitting up in a, a rink would be fucking yeah. insane, dude. It would. But I mean, if you're gonna do it there, like, I mean, what's the point? Uh, what's another one? I I remember I played on a pond around like Niagara Falls one year. Um, that'd be kind of another cool spot. Uh, the problem with that though, yeah, that would be really water, sweet. The what's it called? All the water, like from, from the, like, you know, the falls, <clears throat> all the water like gets up in the air. So I think it'd probably be kind of trick that, that ice sheet was pretty rough and very bumpy. Bro, that'd life. be a sick location though. Cause oh, they could do right. Buffalo versus Toronto. Yeah. No, that you was know, Detroit versus Buffalo or something in there. Yeah. No, um, I another one that came to my head, of course, bias, because we're in 
in Boise, but I know there has been talks of it. I think Boise State would love to have an NHL game. Um, yeah. But Albertson Stadium would be <laughs> yeah, fucking come on. legendary. We got to do it. <laughs> we got to set that up, dude. If we, that would put us on the map. We set up, I mean, <laughs> you know what? I'll fucking throw it out right now. We'll make a clip out of this. But uh, Jeremiah Dickey, if you're listening, uh, we can help plan everything for a outdoor game uh, somehow. We're not going to pay for it. You guys will have to, but we'd love to be a part of that and help promote it for you guys because I think it'd be awesome. Uh, even if it was just for Boise State hockey, I mean, I think that'd be cool too. But we'll see if he listens to us. But I think that'd be a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> But geez, that would be that'd be a tall task for us to handle. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, man. I think, like you said, in the international one, uh, Wembley Stadium. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, that'd be sweet, just because it's like international. I feel like that's getting a lot more fans with the NHL, and um, you know they could do it a lot of different places, at least in Europe to start out with. But um, shit, man, you could you could go to somewhere like Tokyo. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to think about. Like, they can make ice basically anywhere. The only thing about it is, like, keeping the ice NHL grade level is, like, that's, like, that's a difficult task about it because I feel like you can can set that thing up. You can make it, but, like, to keep the ice, like, it's up to grade for NHL play is, like, so difficult, man, because, I mean, those those ice technicians, they do magic out there. I mean, when mm-hmm. it comes to the outdoor games, so it's it's pretty damn impressive how far they've came with them. Because I think the yeah. first one was in Las Vegas, and it was like a preseason game with the Kings, and Gretzky was there, and it was like fucking the ice was melting and shit, yeah. like all sorts of bad. They had to like take breaks because of the ice and stuff. But it was so bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, well, cool. I think. Uh, well, to go back, we got to backtrack a bit. We talked about stadium series for a while, but uh, this. We can start doing moving forward, but this is something I saw off the NHL. I'm not taking credit for this, but these are the three stars of the week. I feel like we had a pretty star-studded three stars of the week, especially. Um, 100%. Number one star, Austin Matthews, who... Did he have two hat-tricks this week? Last week? I he had six he had two goals hat- He had one. I know he had one hat-trick. Yeah, he had one hat-trick. Dude, he is... Like I, I, I'm just like shocked with this season. Like it just keeps getting better and better. I'm waiting for him to cool down and not score yeah. <laughs> yeah. a couple goals for a couple games. Yeah. But holy shit, he's on pace for 75 goals right now at his mm-hmm. current pace. He's totally gonna blow past 65 as long as he doesn't get injured, um, yeah. which is gonna be the most I believe. I think we talked about the most in yeah. the 21st century. It so is, yeah. um, has, that's yeah. gonna be. That's gonna be fucking insane, man. I mean, if he if he can break that sixty five goal, um, I I wouldn't say record, but like in the twenty first century, you know, yeah, that's that's pretty incredible for you know a player that's I mean, what he's only on his like sixth year, I want to say. So, um, that's that's pretty damn impressive, and I think right now he is one hundred percent the favorite for Hart, and I think that like you can't really give it to anyone else if they're scoring at that pace. And it's not like he's lacking in other points either. So yeah, no, um, I don't know. What's, what's your take on Matthews though? Dude, he's, uh, he's performing insane. Um, obviously the Leafs aren't doing super hot. They're kind of just mediocre right now. Um, which I mean, he's only got, he signed that what three year deal uh, or four year. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I don't how because how he's probably twenty six, almost twenty seven right now. If yeah. not twenty seven. Um we'll see if he can top this season, but this is gonna be, I think, a record breaking season, not just for him, but for the NHL. Um especially within the salary cap era. Like I think he's definitely on pace, has the highest pace right now of all time or in the salary cap era after like Oh five. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if he can hit, if he can crack 70, Holy crap, like that's a next level thing. But again, like all the personal accolades aside, I mean, you also have to be just like our second star. You have to be winning the cup. Cause I mean, yeah, he'll get looked at as one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. Like, like Ovi, but Ovechkin's got that ring and Matthews doesn't have it yet. He's still young. He's got time. I mean, it took Ovi a while. I mean, what, what was his first cup? 2019? Yeah. Oh, it took Ovi fucking yeah. 14 years about. So, um, yeah, maybe Matthews will will win a cup with the Coyotes down the road. Yeah, yeah. I'd honestly like to see him go there. But <laughs> also, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there's some movement about Salt Lake City and just like the jazz owners. Um, trying to get that nhl team uh Mm -hmm. it's looking like it could be a replacement for the arizona coyotes so they could be moving it's not nothing's for sure yet obviously but there's some talk especially with gary bettman he's kind of said that he's not really sure nothing's set in stone yet but if those coyotes can't land on a deal or something i think it's going to salt lake because that jazz owner seems like he's very interested dude why not and Batman yeah. wants to keep hawking the desert. Like it's not the desert desert, but it's the high, it's high desert. desert. I mean, so, Salt Lake City is is definitely still you could consider it a desert. So, yeah, um, yeah I I, I kind of hope it happens. It'd be sweet. I don't think. I mean, we haven't seen a re- relocation since fucking the Thrashers and and yeah. uh, the Jets yeah. back in 2011. So, yeah, um, you yeah. know, sorry to some of the Coyotes fans. Yeah, but, yeah, sorry, Tyler. Man, man it's. It's been like, I mean, I just, people are clowning so hard on them playing in the mullet arena. And I think it's, it's fair. Cause it's like, dude, you're yeah. putting an NHL team in a college arena because yeah. yeah. you know, your, your organization, ownership, city, whatever it is, can't figure out a deal. So, yeah, no, it's definitely, I mean, yeah, I, I like the coyotes. I, I wish, I hope they do stay, but I also want to see Salt Lake get a team. So we'll see, but on to our second star, Connor McDavid insane yeah. game i don't know if i'm sure you saw this but he had six assists in one game had a couple mm-hmm. crazy highlights too which comes with a six point game but he had no goals but he had 10 points which is the most on this list of players um f- for last week's um what's it called race i guess three point. yeah three know. stars yeah for the three stars yeah he had uh 10 points <laughs> all assists but still crazy um yeah what's his pace right now Dude, he's at a 133-point pace, and I feel like it's becoming a thing where it's like McDavid's just, he's going to be, if he's healthy, healthy, he's going to be blown past 120 points. So it's really nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. But, oh, my goodness. I mean, I just feel like if another player was at a 133-point pace, um, a lot of people would be, you know, speaking about that. But, you know, there's McKinnon's up there, Kucherov is up there with, yeah. with points. So yeah um yeah i mean this this season there's some goal scoring there is some point production like we have not seen in a long time so 
Um, McDavid, I mean, still do not like the Oilers. Don't really like McDavid too much, but I, I yeah. got to respect him, man. Got to yeah, respect him. Flowers, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's also weird. I mean, he had such a slow start. And to be getting, yeah. if he finishes with 133 points, I couldn't imagine what we'd be talking about if he, if the Oilers were actually good the first half of the season. Um, yeah. Be crazy. But um, third star. We talked about him last week, Matthew Kachuk. Yet again, he's still lighting it up. Like I was literally making mm-hmm. a clip about him uh, being one of the stars, or just like I was making a clip about him that we talked about last week. And I had the Chicklets cast on, which was on Wednesday on True TV. Which side note was super cool. Would love to do that, True TV, if you're watching. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to be the next ones on there. But uh, yeah, it was cool to see them. Like kind of, ha- it's like the Eli Manning and Peyton Manning cast that they have. Um, kind of doing that side thing, but Kachuk was in that game. I think he had two or three points. Uh, last week he had three goals, five assists. He's got 13 points in the last five games, which I mean, he's, I think he's back like we said last week, but yeah, he's definitely back again. I mean, this Panthers team right now is looking deadly. Uh, if I was mm-hmm. a Boston fan, I'd be shitting my pants again. Um, <laughs> but man, like, I mean, this is the time to do it. I mean, I, I think it's also tough. I mean, he might've had a slow start as of, you know, what happened in the final, like he got hurt. Um, he probably wasn't a hundred percent in the beginning of the season. Uh, he may have said he was, but especially mentally, like that's tough to lose in the finals the way that they did, especially Dude, after and, that comeback that they had. Yeah. And especially the way Vegas just completely overshadowed the beginning of the season when they just came out of the gates flying, yep. which are cooling down right now, which is pretty interesting. Um, They have been for the past month or so, but um, yeah, I mean, Matthew Kachuk, he's fucking elite. Um, Surprising. He didn't make the, I think he he took that to heart about the all-star game, not making the all-star game. So um, I mean, you need that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think he probably really enjoyed that week off week or so off. And um holy shit he's coming out the gates flying though 13 points in the last five games i mean that's that's almost three points per game pace so yeah um you know definitely keep an eye on the on the panthers they're they are looking dangerous i i definitely agree with you yeah um yeah i think we'll see i mean like i say every podcast like this shit's just heating up but um another thing i want to talk about this happened last night on monday uh, Connor Bedard got in a tussle with uh, Spencer Martin, goalie for the Hurricane. The first play that happened was he kind of gets shoved into the goalie, and Spencer Martin doesn't really like that. And I mean, Bedard was probably getting under his skin a bit. Um, and the Blackhawks were losing pretty bad at this point. But, <clears throat> anyways, they kind of get into a little bit of a scruffle, and the goalie kind of pushes him, and Bedard hits back, which I love to see out of him. Um, obviously he's great, a great player, super big in the NHL right now, him being the best rookie. Um, and then, you know, he's showing some personality getting into it with the goalie. And then I believe it's the second or third goal. It's like five, two at this point and Bedard scores and then stares down Spencer Martin in that. And Spencer Martin does give him a little, you know, uh, he points at the scoreboard at him and he's like, Hey, just remember kid. But I don't know. To see that of a rookie like that, I think is awesome. Just to see him showing his personality, causing some controversy, you know, 
yeah, it gave me flashbacks to, I mean, that that's her example. That gives me flashbacks to, like, Sidney Crosby in his first year. How, dude, he, he, I mean, Crosby got fucking lit up and targeted so much his first year. Mm-hmm. Just reminded me of, like, the Flyers versus Pens, that 05-06 yeah. season. Like, Crosby got fucked with, like, no other. But mm-hmm. he definitely chirped back. And, yeah, I mean, the, the sweet sweet thing about Crosby during that season was he... One didn't get injured like Bedard did, but yeah. also he would, you know, he would f- fucking get a lot of shit talked to him or dirty plays against him, and he would, you know, prove these people wrong and it would score game winners or have a good game after that. So, um, you know, I, I feel like Bedard's going to kind of have a target on his back for the rest of the season just because he's a rookie, he's, you know, the next prodigy in the league. So, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see how this all goes, plays out because. I mean, there's definitely players that are going to drop the gloves for him on the Hawks, but oh, yeah. um, I mean, himself, he can't right now. I mean, he's got mm. a broken jaw, so and I don't think he probably will for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's good to see. I like to see Bedardsky kind of mix it up and yeah, you know, wel- welcome to the NHL. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I thought it was cool to see. Um, but last topic, go ahead. You got your Flames talk. Let's oh. do it. My goodness. So Calgary Flames have been very inconsistent. Let's just say the Calgary Flaming Sea does not stand for consistency anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, holy shit. They dropped the, I think it was six to three against the Sharks. Philip mm-hmm. Zadina, Philip Zadina's game, I guess. Yeah. Um, they also lost like five zip to the Red Wings. Like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, and then the next night, next two days later, you know, they beat the fucking Winnipeg Jets, who are a great team. Um, but their old, you know, first-round draft pick, Sean Monaghan, decides to score a hat-trick, which I think that broke, like, every Flames fan's heart um, yeah. that happened. But there's been a lot, and I mean a lot of talk about the Calgary Flames lately just because of the trade deadline. They have a lot of expiring good defensemen. Um, but not only that, they have one of the best goalies in the league this season right now. Um, Jacob Markstrom, which has been in a lot of talks. I know this week there is, or this past week, there's been a lot of talks about him going to New Jersey. Supposedly he waived his no trade cause or no trade clause for that trade and was totally down to go to New Jersey, which I mean, in a way, why not? They're a young team and I wouldn't say they're necessarily a contender right now, but like, I wouldn't put them out of it necessarily. Um, but I think the Flames would get such a big haul for him. Um, I mean, if I were in the GM shoes, I would start trading assets. I just think that it's not really the Flames year unless they swing it around and go on a win streak right now. Um, you know, if you don't trade these players, they're going to walk in the offseason. Um, but I mean, other two names I've been thrown around a lot is Chris Tanev and Noah Hannafin. They're both linked to, I know Chris Tanev has been talked about going to the Maple Leafs so much. Um, but Noah Hannafin has been linked to teams in the East Coast. Um, I think the Flyers were in on that, and same with the Penguins, but Pens don't have too much cap space either, but it's going to be interesting to see where they go. I think Hannafin for sure is going to get traded, same with Tanev, but if Markstrom gets traded, I mean, those are three humongous assets that they can get a lot back for them. So um, it's going to be up to Craig Conroy, GM of the Flames, and I don't know. I guess, what do you think? Do you predict all three of these players are going to go? Or do you think 
it's just going to go with the two defensemen. I mean, for sure the two defensemen, I think, because their contracts are expiring, yeah. but Markstrom's kind of iffy for me. Yeah, Markstrom, I mean, he's definitely the most notable on the list. And, <clears throat> I mean, the Flames do have a good goalie pool that they could pull from. It's not like they would totally lose from getting rid of Markstrom. Um, they give Wolf a spot, more of a spot to start playing. I don't know that he's ready completely to take on that starting role. Um, yeah, he went in a lot against the Sharks a couple of nights ago. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dustin, if you're listening, don't worry. Um, your time will come. But I think in terms of Markstrom, I don't know if this is the year yet. Um, but it's definitely the best time to get a return on him. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to discourage a, a goalie like that who's young. Um, you want to make sure he's ready. But in terms of the other names, I mean, I don't know. With those guys with the contract expiring. Like, they got it. it. They yeah. got it. And I think the Flames can get great assets for those two players, especially because they're defensemen. Defensemen are in need. Um, I wouldn't say, like, you know, Hannafin or Tanev are necessarily, like, offensive defensemen. I mean, Hannafin somewhat, but um, these are good stay-at-home guys that, you know, are going to make an impact to any team they go on. So I'm going to be very surprised to see where both of them go. I mean, my prediction is Tanev's going to go to the Leafs for sure. Hannafin, you know, I think he's either going to go to the Devils or the Lightning, which I didn't mention, or another team that's been thrown around a lot. So yeah, that's what's going to happen. And then if I were to guess, if these two team, if these two players are getting thrown off the books, I think Markstrom's going to get traded too, um, just because they could get such a big haul for him right now. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, he's not the youngest of goalies. So, um, you know, I really think the Flames should, you know, pull the trigger when they can. And yeah. if they don't, they're going to be regretting it for the next years, I think. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really crucial time for them to do yeah. something with these assets, these aging assets too. Yeah. Um, or else they're gonna they're gonna regret it. And you yeah. know, Craig Conroy, I hope hope you do your magic because you did your magic with Elias and Lindholm. That was a small sample size. So yeah, I would love to see something like that again. Yeah. No, totally. Um. Well, I can't think of much else we got to talk about. Uh, sharks still suck. They did beat you guys though. Um. <laughs> so, got a little personal win there, but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's going to get better and better each episode um, as we get closer. You know, especially trade deadline, we'll probably talk more about that. We had a lot to talk about with the outdoor game and stuff. Um, but any last words you got to say for anyone out there listening? Great, Conroy. Go ahead and trade uh, some assets. <laughs> Give Dustin Wolf some playing time for the rest yeah. of the season. Go Flames still. Light. Yeah. Go Flames still. I mean, even if the Flames were the worst in the league, I'd still be preaching yeah. about the Calgary Flames. Always will be a, a fan. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Boise State, let's get a damn NHL game on the yeah. blue turf. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I think that would be really hard to pitch the NHL. But... Oh, it would. It'd be very hard. But that's why I think you get Boise State hockey next year. Get them a little rink on the on the the field, dude. That'd be that'd be insane. Honestly, like. It's not like they don't have a crowd. Honestly, okay. The boys, like, how was that game at ICCU? Was it sold out? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
in I mean, terms I know, of you know seats, like yeah, yeah, it was sold out. But um, I think for Boise State club team to play there, they're definitely going to have to go up to D one, which is is a long yeah. shot right now. Yeah. Um, but we I saw... mean, I think the Steelheads. I think the Steelheads could probably sell out a game there. Um, but still, that would that would take a lot, and you know, not as much coverage. But yeah. I think it would be really awesome still if they got the Steelheads. Yeah, out there. Yeah, it would be so expensive for yeah. all parties involved. But yeah, um, I think it would I mean, still be a cool event for Boise and BYU play each other, dude. I don't know. I think you guys should look into it, uh, Jeremiah Dickey and <laughs> hockey president. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, keep watching hockey. Let us know what you think. Leave us a comment. All that fun stuff, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Later.